most likely to succeed. What's the secret of their success? You know, it's fun to have an idea. To be able to put that idea down on paper, to see and feel that same idea take shape. There's a massive infrastructure of unbelievably hardworking, solidly laboring, working class men. What's up, baby? Two more hits. Get drunk when I get drunk, I fucking smoke this thing like a fucking chimney. Welcome to the new Color Deadcast, where we like to talk about all things Colorado history, drink about it, think about it, and talk about dad shit. Yes, we do. That's why it's called the Blue Collar Dadcast, episode six. Episode six. I can't believe we've made it this far. I know. Six weeks. That's crazy. Six weeks consecutive. There's no. There's been no breaks. I don't think I've ever dedicated myself six weeks to anything. Oh, six weeks. Six weeks to sick arms. You know what? They were sick. They were sick, and then I got fat. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> uh, you know a funny story. We were at the gym doing the six weeks to sick arms. Mm-hmm. Got a call from my wife. Said I want Esparo pizza. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me uh, let me finish this uh, set. No, I want it now. Was this when she was pregnant? Yeah, and I think that was the last time I uh, stepped foot in the gym. Yeah, you kind of ducked out a little earlier than the than me and Tony did, at least. Yeah, T- Tony and I, I should say. I've lost. Uh, I've gained lost some belly fat, lost some, some muscle. Fat. It's all good, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm still strong as an ox for what I do for a living. Oh yeah, I'm definitely strong oh, as, an, as an ox. But no, so speaking of six weeks, speaking of the gym, and, uh, you know, the old lady being pregnant. Yeah. How was the first six months of being a dad for you? For me, being a dad, I mean, it was crazy. A lot was going on at the time. We lived at this uh, this little condo that uh, we miss very much, but it was stressful. Like, we thought that we knew everything that we needed to know. There's nothing that prepares you for it. No. But what's uh what's really cool is that we're whether we know it or not, we're programmed with natural instincts. Yeah, natural parenting instincts. Yep. I mean, you know, babies stay up and cry. And when Jordan was born, she had gastrointestinal issues all oh, the time. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it was scary, right? So, you know, once we started figuring out the regimen, like, you know, the certain type of formula she needed, uh, this, that, and the other, I mean, when she would cry, it's like, oh my gosh, what else do we need to do? What yeah. what else is needed here? So, I mean, it was probably like two in the morning and um, she's crying, she's wailing and... She's wailing. Yeah. Was, oh, that was the worst. That baby could cry. Oh, yeah. She's got some lungs on I her. I think right? every baby can just wail, man. Oh, yeah. The lead singer ACDC and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Right? <laughs> Look out. Daddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said wow. <laughs> so here it is, two in the morning, and couldn't figure out what was going on. We did the food. We did the burping. We did the, you know, everything. Yeah. And while we're on the phone with the nurse line, I had this idea. I mean, it just came over me as I massage her belly. Ah, the poops. Yes. Oh, that was the favorite part is the, all the diapers. Anyway, continue. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the diaper genie. Whoever invented that. <laughs> yes. You Hats off to you. Or woman, whoever you are. You're out there. You're a hero. Yep. So thank you to the diaper genie creators, <laughs> especially during this time. But yeah, dude, it just, it just came over me to start massaging Jordan's belly. And... Yep. 
the nurses, when they finally picked up, like, all right, so this, this, uh-huh, you're doing that. Okay, are you massaging her belly or have you? And there I am. Yep. Already into it, and it saved us an ER trip. How old was she? Oh, within the first one to six months. Yeah, yeah it was somewhere in there. in there. Yeah. I was um, looking for more, like, exact, because there were some issues with Autumn as well. Like, not gastrointestinal, but she had, like, acne everywhere. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it was just weird. Hey, did you ever... uh accidentally let your kid roll off a bed <laughs> no we did <laughs> I, I say that facetiously i mean yeah she she was we were in the bathroom getting ready she was ready she's a baby she's i mean she was just starting to like kick her leg over and kind of she wasn't rolling yet so we're like she's good we put her in the middle of the queen size bed dead center like that, you can't fall off there's no way that was the day and we're yeah that was the day she and we're figured it out getting ready and we hear, boom, and <laughs> did you like beat a, yourself up for? Oh my god, man! Uh, we both did for like a month. We're like, I can't believe that we let that happen. We told the doctor, and the doctor's like, um, we called the doctor, and the doctor said, no, uh, <laughs> said baby's bounce. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, no, like they're fine. She's fine. We must have went to the same like doctor because he said the same thing. So, Jordy. Fell off the bed. I mean, it was, hey. it, it was bad. <laughs> and, and yeah, we same thing. Peter sells up forever yep. about it. The the biggest one. It was probably I want to say four Christmases ago. So autumn would have been four, four or five. So three or four Christmases ago. Okay. We went to some. Uh, it was kind of like a lights in the park, but it was way out in Littleton. Really, really cool. And there was like a sleigh ride and a carriage ride and all, all sorts of cool stuff i'll actually have to get the location for if anybody wants to go try that out but it was freezing cold man oh, like boy. frigid cold and she's like all cute daddy my feet are cold and i was like oh sweetheart i still get, get like almost teary-eyed when i think about this i was like oh sweetheart you know i went to pick her up and you know to do the thing you know you pick her up kind of high and let her land on your arm you know I don't know if you did that with your kid. Yeah, sure. Like, pick her up kind of high, let her land on your arm, and you hold on to her. Well, I picked her up and threw her right into a tree branch in her eye. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about beating yourself up, man. I, I still, to this day, when I think yeah. about it, because it was, like, so innocent. She's just like, oh, Dad, my feet are freezing. Can you pick me up? And I'm like, sure, stab right in your eye, you know? Uh, so, and you're just trying to do a good thing, right? I'm just trying to help her out, man. I think dad moments are like that, right? So similar in nature. I mean, it wasn't a Christmas anything, but Jordan was walking, and um, we were at this this dumpy apartment, but <laughs> <laughs> dumpy apartment, poor design, whatever. So anyway, Jordy picks up a fork. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. There she is. She's just walking with a fork, walking all uncoordinated yeah, with her arms yeah. up above her head. And then she locks eyes with the uh, outlet. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Locks eyes with the outlet that is connected to the uh, half wall Okay. that the kitchen uh, cabinetry was up against. So uh, there she is, uncoordinated walking, but zeroes in like Tom Cruise and freaking on a bandit. <laughs> Target acquired. Box three. And then here she comes, comes in hot, and there I am. I'm like, no, <laughs> all slow motion, no, and I f- baby come up with my arm, full strength. Oh, f- oh yeah, 
because I'm scared. Right. My adrenaline's pumping. Right. Like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a shocking experience. Yeah, yeah. Boy, was it. Smacked the fork out of her hand. But right. I, but I hit her wrists. Yes. Probably so hard that she. She upended, dude. Did she? <laughs> she upended little feet in the air. Oh. And her head hit the hit the tile oh. on the fireplace. And you want to talk about feeling bad. You're just trying to do the right thing. Right. You're trying to not let your kid get electrocuted. But, in, you know, just basically concussed her. Trying to keep him from uh, getting electrocuted. So, you know. Moral of the story of uh, our stories there with many more to come with the future episodes is don't feel bad if you have a uh, moment with your child where you are the reason why they're in pain. Exactly. <laughs> Babies do bounce. Babies bounce. That's 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 out there for all you new dads, old dads, whatever. Anybody listening. Today. Yeah, what are we drinking? We're, we're going to drink about. Some uh, Johnny Walker Black Label 12 Year. Okay. So it sounds nice. Sounds like it's going to be nice and smooth. But this is going to put your uh, your your Scotch no ice thing to the test for sure. Yeah, I'd like to try it uh, over the last five episodes. I haven't had to put one ice cube in anything. Yeah, well, we'll see if that changes. If not, I'm calling AA for you. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers it up. Oh, shit. It burns. Oh, it's so barely. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so what's that number again? <laughs> Three cubes. I'm going four cubes on this one. Jesus. Good God. All right. I better toss one in. Just uh, Oof. Nobody call anybody. Right. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. You can email us uh, the number for your local AA meeting at bcdcast at yahoo.com if you want to. Email us whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, first first taste, not great. And I, I've, I've had this before. This is kind of like a, like a you try it and let me know what you think. It's very barely. It tastes very oaky. You know, I still the untrained tongue. I couldn't tell you really like with the hints and notes or anything. It, it it's just good. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right. Well, moving on, I yeah. suppose. And yeah. We'll, we'll touch back on the the scotch here in a little bit. So following up on last week, uh, that with, job with work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That job applicant. Uh, he interviewed i mm-hmm. interviewed him and slowly but surely through the interview process his eyes got bigger and bigger as he realized <laughs> what he was kind of getting into yeah what the job entailed exactly he followed up with uh his current lead the one that the position was intended for mm-hmm. and was like dude i had no idea what you do and i don't oh. want it you know what that might be good though because he may gain a little bit of respect for his boss Exactly. You know, one of the questions that I really, I really think that opens the eyes of an applicant is explaining, like, all right, here's your expectation: is thirty percent of the physical work. Yeah. The other seventy percent is the administrative piece. Yep. How are you going to separate yourself from being an individual contributor to being a team leader? 
mm-hmm. and let your team know, like, no, my expectations are not to be shoulder to shoulder with you, right? All of the time, right? I can't. Yeah, you're a hands off manager. Yeah, yeah. You're getting things accomplished through other people. And I don't think that these guys and gals that are applying for these positions understand uh, what it means to be a leader in all of these cases. That's fair. Yeah, and, so. and a lot of people don't. I mean, I'm a lead, and what I do is much, much different than what you do, but it's a, uh, yeah, I, I, had, I had a week, man. I had a, yeah, I had a hell yeah. of a week. So what do you do? You touched on a little bit. I am the foreman of the lubrication. I mean, it's it's much more than lubrication, but basically foreman of the lubrication installations for a local company. I'm not going to say names, but uh, yeah, basically I am the only person in my company that knows how to do piping. And I'm one of the only ones that knows how to repair, install, program compressors, all that kind of stuff. So that's that comes with the lead portion, you know. But you have like a, a specific customer base. Who is that? Dealerships, municipalities. Okay, so, so if I so when I work for Honda, yeah, it w- we would have been like. I mean, we're not in Honda. That's not one of our customers. But it, if yes, that's that's basically like we'd be like Planet Honda or Hyundai when right. they sign a contract with us for X amount of years. Blah blah blah. But the lifts that were in my lube shop, for instance, <clears throat> would have been installed by a company like yours. Yes, the and lifts. all all the. Oil reels and meters, everything that is required to service a vehicle. Okay. And that's that's what we do. Okay, cool. On large scale, that's the municipalities. It's, you know, fire trucks and big dump trucks and whatever, semis. That's really cool, so though. It's, it's awesome, man. I, I like it at its core, but I'm burning out and my knees don't like it anymore either, so. <laughs> Get you some knee pads. Oh, it's not just knee pads. But either way, I'll, I'll try to make this concise. <laughs> Thank God for that. So, anyway, how was your week? Uh, I, I'm just going to cut right to the end of the week. So, Thursday and Friday, I went back to, because the rest of the week was whatever. It's a, it was a piece of cake. Uh, went back to a new install that we're doing, and it's just a compressed airline. It's a whole circuit. Pretty pretty big. I think it's probably about 13, 1,400 feet of copper, 2-inch copper. And <clears throat> from the beginning, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's my time to gripe. From the very beginning, we were told that we could use the very end of the bar joist, which is basically your support for your ceiling. That's where we're hanging our pipe. By the superintendent. And because the the roof drains were in our way, if we were to go where we were supposed to be, quote unquote, on the blueprints, the roof drains were in the way. They're going to come down. They're going to hit our pipe. We're going to have to move it, et cetera, et cetera. So I run my pipe and I actually ran it two weeks ago and was told not to sweat it or do any connections at all that changed had to go back the last two days thursday friday and sweat everything together so we're literally at the last four fittings 1300 feet of pipe last four fittings and this guy comes in and you know when you're on a construction site you hear hey or a whistle or something and you look because it's like oh something's going on or somebody needs my attention whatever so i hear hey and I look down, it's this, like, short, stocky plumber. And he, he's like, come here. To you? Yeah, rude. You know, come here. I'm like, oh, who the hell is this guy? You're like, he ain't my boss. You're not the GC. He ain't nobody to me, you know? So I come down, whatever. I was like, what's up, dude? What's going on? He's like, 
your line is exactly where my pipe's supposed to go. My four-inch pipe is supposed to go. And I was like, well, that sucks. And he, he kind of looked at me. He's like, are you in CAD? I was like, I have no idea. I know we're on blueprints, but I don't know if we're on CAD. So he goes and he's like, yeah, your pipe is supposed to be over this HVAC. And I was like, well, we can't be over the HVAC because the roof drains. That was already discussed. I was like, Dan told us, the, the GC, Dan told us that we could run the last six, eight inches of the bar joist. And he's like, well, that's right where my pipe's going to go. I was like, that's something you need to take up with him, period. And he's like, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to be moving my shit. And walked away and I'm like, what a fucking dick, dude. <laughs> like, I'm putting my pipe exactly where I was told to put it. And yeah, douchebag. So for those who don't know, what's a GC? General Contractor. So he's the... So, like, different companies, like Duran Construction or... I don't... There's so many, man. Duran or... or What's another one? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want to say the one that I'm working for. That's fine. That's fine. So, but the GC or the general, general contractor, contractor is the company. So then there's the superintendent, the safety guy, the engineer. The There's all these different titles within the general contractor. But the general contractor, the superintendent, actually told me that I could run my pipe where I am running my pipe. Gotcha. So, so we won't know until Monday. That's why I might call in on Monday. What our little friend. Uh... <laughs> He's going to be moving his pipe. Well, he never laid his pipe. So. No, yeah, exactly. He never so laid I, the pipe. I laid my pipe all up and down that place. <laughs> there you go. So the pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking you don't have to move the pipe that you never laid, bud. So, okay. Right. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not moving. I kind of just, as he walked away, I threw my hands in the air. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Cool, bro. Have a good day. And like sweat those fittings together. Happy sure? Easter. Like, yeah, what are we supposed to do? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me bow down to you, Mr. Plumber Man. Well, I'll move my pipe for you. I don't know where I'll put it. No, not going to happen. I'm curious how that uh, how that goes. Oh, well, I'll find out on Monday if I go to work. I might take a mental health day on Monday. I almost lost it on that dude, man. Did you just go? Almost. Tell me how it goes. Do it for the podcast. I'll find out on Tuesday. I'll find out before the podcast. I really, I really think I might take Monday off. Anyway. Well, here's uh, whatever that dude's name is. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll follow up on that next week. Right on. Right on. What uh, what did you want to touch on for history today? We, you mentioned it last week. Yeah, I kept saying Arlo Mine, but that's my security system at my house. It's very close. It's actually the Argo Mill. Oh, okay. Argo Mill and Mine. If you if you look it up, it comes up two different ways: Argo Mill and Argo Mill and Mine. So. Don't be fooled. It's one and the same. Okay. So that'll be our, our Colorado history. It's in Idaho Springs. It's really freaking cool. And we'll get to that after we do news, reviews, and stupid people. And I pretty much only have reviews today. I have one stupid person. And it's not even funny stupid. It's just what in the world is nah. wrong with this world? Sure. What in sure. The world? I think we're all asking that question. Oh man! If you're not, then you're the problem. <laughs> you probably you'll, right. you'll you'll be on this podcast soon enough. Yeah, yeah. You'll be well talked about on the talked podcast, about. Yeah. yeah. Some people are really fucking stupid. Did you ever notice that? How many really stupid people you run into during the day? Yeah, I'll just I'll start with a. It was a three three wolf T-shirt. Three wolf T-shirt. Yeah, it's like. 
one of the hottest selling items because of all the reviews. And this is the best review. Some of you guys may have heard this. This is the first time I heard it. I was laughing and laughing. And uh, I'm going to start. It's pretty long. So uh, it says, dual function design. This item has wolves on it, which makes it intrinsically sweet and worth five stars by itself. But once I tried it on, that's when the magic happened. After checking to ensure that the shirt would properly cover my girth, I walked from my trailer to Walmart with the shirt on and was immediately approached by women. The women knew from the wolves in the shirt that I, like a wolf, am a mysterious loner who knows how to howl at the moon from time to time, if you catch my drift. I don't catch his drift. But anyway, the women that approached me wanted to know if I could be their boyfriend and or give them money for something called meheth. Meheth. I told them no because I didn't have enough or they didn't have enough teeth. (laughs) And frankly, a man with a wolf t-shirt shouldn't settle for a first for the first thing that comes to him. I arrived at Walmart, mounted my courtesy scooter, walking is such a drag, sitting side saddles that my wolves would show. While I was browsing tube socks, I could hear aroused asthmatic breathing behind me. I turned around to see a slightly sweaty dream in sweatpants and flip-flops standing there she told me she liked the wolves on my shirt i told her i wanted to howl at her moon she offered me a swig from her mountain dew and i drove my scooter with her shuffling along oh my god with her shuffling alongside out the door and into the rest of our lives thank you wolf shirt pros fits my girthy frame has wolves on it attracts women cons (laughs) Only three wolves could probably use a few more on the guns. Cannot see wolves while sitting with arms crossed. Wolves would have been better if they glowed in the dark. (laughs) Now that's a review, man. Dude. Now that's a review. Does it have wedding pictures attached? It should, but no, no, it doesn't. That was just... Wow. Yeah. New Jersey, USA. (laughs) That one... That had me chuckling. This is this is another good one. I'll just jump right into it because because time's getting tight here. Um, two stars by Mister A Mister Reed Hamlin about a massive, massive beach ball. Okay, bigger than probably he's probably five five bigger than a five foot five man could probably put five 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 men in there. That's a big beach ball. Uh. And it says, a fun way to ruin the weekend and blow 100 bucks. We took this ball to the beach, and after close to two hours to pump it up, we pushed it around for about 10 fun-filled minutes. That was when we, the wind picked up and sent it hurling down the beach at about 40 knots. It destroyed everything in its path. Children <laughs> screamed in terror at the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like it was mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running it after it because the path of injury and destruction was going to cost us a fortune in legal fees. Oh my god! Sounds like <laughs> go ahead. Sounds like a you know a, just a small stint in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> right. rolling down the street. <laughs> Rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida Panhandle. We lost it in South Carolina, so there's something to be said about its durability. <laughs> Dude. I've I've seen something like that. I've been to a like a rave or two. I got one left. What do you got? Well, I have the stupid person after this. Oh. Fifty pounds of play sand is heavy and makes for great revenge. And you if 
I already read it, so you're going to tell where the story's going. Yeah. Five stars. It's heavy. I sometimes receive documents in larger than your average letter size that are clearly labeled do not bend. My mailman, you can see where this is going, seems to be either lazy or incompetent or both, and instead of leaving these documents on my doorstep or porch because this would require him getting out of the car, he bends and folds them, then stuffs them into my mailbox anyway. This often will crease important documents or photos. So whenever this happens, I log on to Amazon and order a 50-pound bag of play sand. Well, it doesn't decrease my docu- decrease literally my documents. It makes me feel a lot better watching him deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, gotta get out of the car, dude. It's fifty freaking pounds. Come on, guy. That's sweet. Sand delivers by U.S. mail. Probably used to. That's an old review. Uh, okay, but that's that's what I thought when I read it too. I was like, mm, it's Amazon now. But for for those who remember, yeah, used to come with either. UPS or or USPS. There you go. And uh, last one. Who's your stupid this person? This stupid lady. She literally posted anonymously because it's really stupid. She says, and it's I didn't even laugh. It's like I have to share this. Like there's this this level of stupidity in our world. Anyway, hopefully somebody gets a chuckle. Uh, posting anonymously because I'm embarrassed to ask. This has caused a lot of debate and hoping young ladies can shed some clarity on the issue. My husband is sure he is right and is becoming very frustrated and mean to me over this disagreement. So backstory. I had a rhinoplasty done before I got pregnant. I made a comment recently that I wonder whose nose the baby would get. And I said, hopefully mine. My husband has a big nose and mine is literally perfect. Well, he's saying... Either way, our baby will have an ugly nose since I had a beak prior to my rhinoplasty. But that doesn't make any sense to me. My nose now is cute. The baby should get my present nose, right? Not my past nose, even though I haven't had that nose for years or while being pregnant. My husband keeps saying, no, it's what you're born with and compares it to breast implants. But it's not something added to my body. It's a modification. So that is now a part of my DNA and should pass on, right? Really? Yeah. Stupid, dude. Uh, it's not even funny. It's dude. not even funny. I, I I laughed at one thing. The dude telling her, like, you're stupid. <laughs> this is a voter among you. Oh, yeah. Let's not make it political. We're, this I'm is not just political. Saying, yeah, but that is a Someone out there voting. is helping make decisions. Yeah, big decisions. For the direction of the country. Yeah, think about that next time you... You, you know. Wow. Just Wow. So that was news, reviews, and stupid people, and uh, yeah, that last one was pretty freaking stupid. Yeah, it sure, well, they sure are, were, is, are, was, when, how, who, what. Yeah. Anyway, a, a really cool place, we're just going to jump right into it. Just yeah, 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 let's go. Like a fine, a fine gem here in Colorado that a lot of people drive by and don't visit for whatever reason. I don't know why. You're, you're one of them. We talked about it. Yeah. We, uh, my wife and I did a, a staycation and we decided to go to Idaho Springs and love that place. It's beautiful. That is one of the most beautiful towns rich with history. Obviously Colorado is a big, big, big mining state. You know, history is, is just lush with mining here. So that's why we've talked about mining so many times, but this one's a little different. Um, so we, we went and stayed close to the, the Argo, not Arlo mill and mine and 
did the tour. It was really cool, man. So they start you inside and show you all the the equipment basically that was that was there and it's still there because when the end happened they just shut everything down and left really so there's still all the original equipment is still in there and it's really it's really cool if you if you haven't done it you got you guys got to go do it go visit go just do the tour stay there do something oh yeah um but you get to walk through the mill you get to go walk through see all the equipment you get to go upstairs and uh, and go outside and actually go to what is known as the Argo Tunnel. Um, so you stayed in the town, and then yeah, we you stayed. went to the mine to do the tour. Yes, so we stayed there for it was like two days, two nights. Oh, okay, that's really cool. And yeah, it was awesome. Go go downtown and eat bojos and the original bojos. That was a, a thing when we were snowboarding. That was our like one of our traditions. Yeah, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. Went there, visited, and did the tour, and got to go through the the Argo Tunnel, and it's darker than shit. You walk in there, and it's just <laughs> dark, dude. You can't see anything. Did they give you any kind of like flashlight? Nope. Or? She she the tour guide sure had the flashlight, but she said, you know, come in here. We'll we'll turn the flashlight on in a second. But she said basically, imagine being in here in the eighteen nineteen hundreds with the oil burning. The light lamps, on your head, yeah. you know, you, yeah, and that was a big thing, you know, those would light on fire. So, little, a little history, real quick, on some mines, and then I want to really get into how the Argo mine and mill changed things, like changed the game forever. In order to set dynamite, they would have to basically drill twelve-inch holes to put the stick of dynamite in. Okay, and to start long, you know, eighteen fifties, they would take. It was one person, and they would take a hammer, a, a six-pound sledge, and eight-pound sledge, sorry, and hit a hammer drill bit, basically. If you know what a hammer drill bit looks like, it was it was almost like that. And they would hit it, turn it a quarter, hit it, turn it a quarter, hit it, turn it a quarter, hit it, and they got 12 inches, one dynamite hole in 12 hours, one hole, and there would be about a dozen holes that would need to, need to be hammer drilled. That's probably why they call it a hammer, hammer drill. drill. It just hit me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So as you use your Dewalt Milwaukee Bosch, whatever Bosch, hammer drill, hammer drill. Think, think about, back in the day. Yeah, the, where they had to bink turn, bink turn. So is that that's a two person operation, or well, it turned into a two person operation because that was. Just more efficient. So there'd be okay. a guy with a longer handle eight pound sledge behind a guy with a three foot hammer drill bit. And that guy would lose his hearing in, in basically like four months. Dude, yeah. Because like even today, like impact guns require that you use people. Well, at least where I work, we have to wear uh, hearing protection oh, yeah. whenever anyone's using impact metal on metal. It's loud, man. Yeah. It's loud now. I can't imagine being there holding that three-foot bar while somebody behind you with an eight-foot sledge is going, bam, right next to your ear. Right next to your ear. Bink. Turn it. Bink. In a shaft. Yeah. You lose your hearing. It's not, the, the, the sound is not bouncing out. So. Right. Whatever. Drawbacks, you know. Um, those were the couple that I touched on, but there was many, many more. But that's that's kind of one of the things that the Argo Mill and the engineers started changing as they actually invented a pneumatic hammer drill bit. And 
again, same same kind of deal. There was drawbacks to that. They would, because they were hammer with the pneumatic, they were hammer drilling with the pneumatic drill. Quartz is like glass. Yep. And they're just sitting there breathing it in. So it would go in and it would, it would this is kind of like a fun fact actually, which is supposed to be later, but I'll tell you right now. They would breathe in the quartz and it would slice their lungs apart. And they said, you can die in six weeks to, or six months to six years. Fact check that. Six months to six years. And they found that the people who died in six months were non-smokers. Because the people who lived six years were two-pack smokers a day. And the tar actually created like a protective film in their lungs so they could live six years with all that quartz going in there. Wow. Right? So one time smoking helps somebody. Yeah. And uh, and doctors actually started prescribing minors ER, not OR. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yes. They were prescribing them cigarettes. You're Oh, you're a minor? Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> It'll <laughs> help incredible. you out. It's yeah. fucking wild, man. Yeah. All right. High five to the Marlboro man. I guess. So not just in Idaho Springs, um, but Central City. And all the adjacent mining. There's some, I believe, 5,000 mines. 2,000 mines. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of mines. Mine entrances, basically. Like, you can, you can find them all over the place. And all these tunnels ended up filling with water. They started filling with water, and they had no way to remove the water. So, a feller named Samuel Newhouse came up with the idea to build a drainage tunnel through the mountain basically core through the mountain at a horizontal like a slowly arced angle to hit these other mines to drain all the water out and that was the Argo tunnel that was the original idea for it was to just be a drain be a drain and when I mean it went up 12,000 feet so from from Idaho Springs it went through the mountains to Central City up 12,000 feet and all these other mines were attached to it so it could drain all the water out. So this is when they started construction was 1893. 1893. Yep. And then from what I read it was from 1893 to 1910 is when the construction I heard 1913 but give or take. Yeah. But the six mines that were listed were uh, Gilpin Gulch, Virginia Canyon, Russell Gulch, Quartz Hill, Nevadaville, and then you touched on it, Central City. Yeah. yeah. So those Central are City, six... actually, it, it goes almost straight to Central City. Okay. Almost. And so they solved the problem of the water, and in turn, oh, I meant to do that. They're like, oh, it'd be way easier to move our ore and all the gold and silver, whatever we're getting out of these veins, down. Through the tunnel. Instead of out, up and out. And they're like, oh, oh, we meant to do that. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. Happens so, chance. Yeah, exactly. So the, the Argo tunnel turned into the an, main artery. an outlet for them to, and the railroad track was right there. So it turned into an outlet for them to drop all the ore. And then they're thinking like, okay, we're getting less than satisfactory ore from these mines. Bring it down. Let's build a mill. Let's crush literally crush there's there's a quote that i have on here that's it's crazy i want to back up real quick so the mill construction construction started in 1903 so they realized it pretty quick 
1893, they started construction of the tunnel. The tunnel. And then they and didn't ni- start... 1903 is when they started the mill construction. So within those 10 years, they're like, oh, we could... We can make this. We can make this work, you know. Okay. Hey, yeah. Look at this. And they're pulverizing. That's what the mill ended up doing. Is just absolutely pulverizing less than satisfactory ore and breaking the silver and the gold out of it. And from the accounts from the tour that I went on, they said the sound of the the crushers could be heard from Denver, from Idaho Springs. You'd have to tell me, how far is it? Do you know? It's actually 32 miles from Idaho Springs to Denver. So sound would carry 32 miles. 32 miles. That's insane. And they could hear it. It was, it was faint, obviously. But oh, sure. They were saying within <clears throat> within uh, the tour guide, again, go take this tour. It's, it's really fun. Um, tour guide saying workers would lose their hearing in like four days. Brand new workers off the ship, immigrants. Coming in, hearing's gone in four days. That's how loud it was. What? They call it... What? They call it Thunder Valley because it was so freaking loud. That's incredible. It's not incredible. That's terrible, man. Well, it's incredible that folks would sign up for that. I should have worded it in that way. Yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. It's like, hey, I don't know, don't tell... Don't tell tell so-and-so that they're going to lose their hearing. But, I mean, your first day on the job, you walk in and it's just smash, 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 smash. Because they're literally, they are just destroying these rocks to get to what the goods are. Yeah, and they would kind of funnel all the, the shards out and have people panhandle for gold like they would in a stream. Oh, sure. Oh, here's a little piece. Did you get an opportunity to panhandle a little I did. Bit? I did. I actually found gold. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I ended up, uh, maybe not at Argo Gold Mine, but across, same area, but across the way is the Phoenix Gold Mine. Yeah. So on the south side. Yep. Uh, that's where I ended up. But I panhandled for gold in the Clear Creek. Oh, there's a great, great history about how that even started with Clear Creek. It was two failures that were just panhandling in the in clear creek and found two thousand dollars worth of gold in clear creek and that's where the idea for argo even came up okay so obviously had to start somewhere yeah i mean there's already mines built but they're panhandling in clear creek and they find two thousand dollars worth of gold in the creek and they're like oh well hmm wonder if we do this you know, that was in the 1850s, I believe. So 1859, 1860s. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Panhandling sucks, by the way. Oh, like, super. Just sitting there, you just swirl the water around. Swirl. Where's the gold? <laughs> Give me some gold, man. That takes some dedication. Like, they're, I mean, you just think of the people doing it. Oh, it takes, it takes just, too much it, dedication. Uh, yeah. It, Something that we don't have, especially in the life that we live, where everything's instant gratification. I want it now. Right. This generation, my generation. It's instant gratification for sure. Yeah. Let me give you this real quick. Unfortunately, in 1943, the miners blasted into the Kansas Burroughs group of mines that was full of water about 1,200 feet. I read about this. 1,200 feet of water. 
it's estimated, obviously. Yeah. Because it came as soon as they blasted into it, just blew and killed four miners. It's blasted terrible. out the Argo uh, tunnel, and it actually shot where I seventy is now. There was like I seventy was not I seventy back then, but where the highway is now and where the mill sits, it shot over to the other mountain and hit the other mountain. That's incredible. That kind of power. It's that pressure, man. I yep. shot those four dudes out there, too. Yeah. Um, Terrible. <clears throat> got a couple fun facts, but the Argo Mill, or Argo Tunnel, is still draining about 700 gallons a minute to this day. I also read on that, too. Uh, it, it's draining in, maybe not then, but is now draining uh, some toxic deposits and metals into the Clear Creek. Yep. But it's got to go through a water treatment facility first. Okay. For fun, uh, that uh, that water treatment plant is there to catch the zinc and the arsenic and lead. Leadville. Yep. Uh, so here's here's you want to something funny with this? Yeah. <clears throat> you know the phrase, "Stop pulling my chain" or "Don't yank my chain." Stop pulling my chain. Yeah. I'm just, whatever, however you say it. Don't yank my chain. Stop pulling my chain. Yeah, yeah. Who came from the mine? That mine or It mining? came from mining. Okay. So latrine carts were installed to combat miners pooping in the mine, right? Which would be really stinky. Step in it and you're like, Jesus Christ, Jacob, why are you, why'd you have to shit right here? Come on, Jacob. Yeah. There's a time and a place. Like, damn it, man. So they introduced latrine carts. This is in the 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 this mine, the, all the all the mines that attach to the Argo tunnel. So they put a latrine cart down, and gravity would take it down, and you would have to stop it with a chain. And you hop up there, you start doing your business, and your buddy pulls the chain, and you go flying down the mountain with your pants down, taking a shit. Dude, if TikTok was around <laughs> in that day, man, like, you know, like the, you know, folks reach for the door, uh, you know, yeah. the car door handle, yeah. dude. And yeah. <laughs> Telling you, dude, stop yanking my chain. That'd be the best. Don't uh, pull dude. my chain. Talk about trending for a couple months. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, there's a couple, there's a fucked up part where um, they had to pay to use the, the uh, they had to pay to use the, the latrine cart. They had to pay out of their own pocket out of their $33 that they made for a week well that'll teach you though I mean dude hold it go potty before you go down the shaft yeah before you go down the shaft <laughs> <laughs> oh man I got I have, a, I have one more it's not funny it's actually kind of cool not cool cool but the US military actually started confiscating steel from the mill to build, to melt down and repurpose for military vehicles and weapons during World War II. Yeah, and kind of a kind of a fun fact I read, and it wasn't related to the incident, but roughly around the same time, 1943, uh, the government shut down all gold mining due to not being considered essential to the war effort. Yep, and they were shut down, and that's why they came in. And there's actually still one compressor there. If you go, I actually... Talked about it last week. The the flywheel on the compressor is taller than me. I'm six foot two. Okay. And it would pump air into the into the shafts, basically. 
Yeah, because they. Yeah, I mean, you gotta oxygenate and everything. Yep. Try to keep them alive, man. That's that's incredible. So it's very cool. I may have missed a couple things here and there, but go do the tour yourself. You'll really, really enjoy it. Argo Mill in Idaho Springs, guys. Last little footnotes I have, so that way they don't go missed. Uh, while it was in production, the Argo Gold Mine uh, recovered a hundred million in gold, yeah. and that's valued at ten point one trillion. Ten point one trillion in two thousand twenty-three. Oh my God! Yeah, they process three hundred tons of ore every day really? at the mill. Okay. So think about that. 300 tons of ore. What did you say? $10 trillion? 10.1. God. Trillion with a T. Yeah, and all these people had to lose their lives and lose their hearing and lose limbs. That was the other part of the, about the uh, the initial dynamite uh, hammer drilling with the guy with the eight-pound sledge behind you. It's like that's dangerous enough by itself, but if you want to take a break or switch positions, all you got to do is put your hand on the... <laughs> on the back of the hammer drill and let them sledge your hand and you're done. Hey, I'm I'm kind of done with this, dude. Yeah, I kind of want to switch. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, also, too, last fun fact, there's about 200 million high-value ores sent to smelters in Denver. Yep. So very, very Lucrative. impactful to the just Colorado impact. Yeah. To it was the most profitable. That's why it's uh, one of the things that they say about it is it was the work of investors and industrialists. It was not a get rich quick. They didn't really realize what they were doing when they did it. it well, like we were talking about it, the construction started on this tunnel in 1893, didn't finish until 1910, 1913. So 20 years of work. Right. And in 1903, they built the mill. I started construction on the mill, but it's like they knew. It took them 10 years to find out exactly what was in front of them, but they're like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. And, I mean, you're oaring, you're, you're mining, and you put everything in a cart, and it goes down the hill by itself. Incredible. That and the latrine. There was, there was reports that I've read about that people came from all across the 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 world because it was an engineering feat that's never been accomplished well it was, had never been accomplished it was the at the time the largest such operation yeah in the in the world yeah so it's yeah crazy. i can imagine and they're like this is this is amazing this is amazing you're we totally meant for that yeah well we we totally meant for this <laughs> we totally meant for it all to come out the tunnel <laughs> sometimes it's better to be lucky than good right yeah i think that's how mining was yep I think that's how mining was. So what are we talking about next week, Chad? Well, I think we're going to touch on Central City. Damn it. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch on it because, well, Argo, Gold Mine, and Mill. Yeah. It was connected. Directly. Directly. So I think that's a perfect segue. But we do, before we bail, mm-hmm. have the hidden gem. I'll touch on a little bit. And it's not far away from the Argo Gold Mine, so you go to the tour, <laughs> and uh, you work up such a hunger that 
You don't even uh, need to leave town. You go down to Bojo's Pizza. Touched on it already. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You did touch on it. It, it was established in 1973, uh, known as Mountain Pies and Colorado Style Pizza. Uh, if you're in uh, Idaho Springs, it's in a two story historic building that was built by Charles Shields in 1880. Damn. And what I love about it the most, I mean, everyone loves pizza. Yeah. You better. You better. You better or you're <laughs> going to be in the Stupid People Review. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. The uh, the thing that's crazy about Bojo's Pizza, you work your way through your slice, and then you end up with this big old thing of crust at the end. What the hell? Uh, Most people usually leave the crust to waste. Don't do it. Don't. Because on the end of your table is sitting... What What's sitting on the end of your table? Honey. Honey. Yep. The way that... Their pizza specifically, that crust with that honey, it's amazing. You're making me hungry, dude. I want some Bojo's. That's right. So what better way to finish up your day over at the Argo Gold Mine and or if it's ski season when you're listening, stop into Idaho Springs, stop in at Bojo's Pizza and get yourself this Colorado style mountain pie. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you're not a mountain person, there are some scattered across the... uh, the lower front range areas. Uh, uh, they're probably not as good. No. But I think they're the original. They there. are the original, for sure. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, there's a couple. So for the folks that haven't made it up the mountain, don't want to go up the mountain, you can still have a taste of Bojo's Pizza and still get the concept. So give that a try. That's my hidden gem. Just wanted to touch on that before liked we it. shut her down. I liked it. Yeah, there you go. Well, right on. Next week, that episode went by really fast. It sure did. It Breeze right by. And uh, I got to say, for being very barely, that scotch, if you can handle the barely, it'll mess you up. <laughs> it'll mess you up, for sure. I did put one cube in, and it still tastes good. <laughs> you're going to want to do a cube with this one, unless you're like, you like the oaky barely taste, just straight down your, your gullet. Your gullet, yeah. <laughs> Nah, it was it was really good, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. So thank you for sharing. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Want to talk about Central City, and we'll have some uh, awesome reviews, news, and probably even dumber people. Oh, I hope not. Not like that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep, we'll see you guys next week. See you later. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store.